0: All right, all right. This is the National Football Locks we are coming back nine days before the draft. It is officially April 20th, and I want to break down some retirings that's happened, some signings, a team I'll talk into I'll talk about right away, and my first round 2021 NFL mock draft. I'll break down a little bit of the team needs and uh, kind of who goes where and what I think will happen and what probably will happen, and they aren't the same obviously. So. First off in team retirements, player retirements, first one, Julian Edelman, not a Hall of Famer, if you talk about it, probably isn't, not a Hall of Famer, great career, unbelievable career, wouldn't trade it for Kelvin Johnson or whoever the other receivers people have compared him to, but in Hall of Fame status, but he's not a Hall of Famer and a couple of championship wins, that's... That's all you can ask for. So, great career there. And secondly, Alex Smith. I think he will has one of the craziest careers that we'll ever see. We won't see many like it. I understand people come back from ACL tears more than they should, but what he kind of overcame is a different world and a different kind of perspective on life than 99% don't get to experience. And as weird as it says, I've kind of been through that experience. I've his his trauma with the leg I'm not saying I went through anything he did by absolutely no means. I'm not saying that, but I've kinda of lived the hospital life of being told that your leg's gonna get chomped off and it's all screwed right up. I obviously didn't go through what Alex Smith went through, but I've gone through cancer three times. I thought my left hip was gonna get Taken out because of the cancer. It was that was the first one. Was the worst. The second was my lungs, and the third one again wasn't as bad. But the first one, it's completely changed my life. Like I can't walk the same. I can't. Every a lot of it's different, but it doesn't like stop me. It just slows me down. But like that's the same thing for Alex Smith. Like it doesn't define him. It just changed. He just had to get around it. Now he's back in the football league. Now he just retired as an NFL player. Like that's unbelievable. And like between my situation, his situation, when I like look back, like it's just, it's humbling and it's it's a big thing but like it's I I don't I don't have many words for it it's kind of hard to spew it out all in a couple words it's a different experience and what he kind of went through and how he kind of reflected his colors and showed who he is after that it just and then went back into the NFL like that's just that's just a mountain like that's not many not 99.999999% of people can't do what he did so Absolutely changed a lot of things, I think. Culture-wise, it really showed who he is. He is worth that first-round draft pick. Great, great career. Third on the dock. This is one that I haven't heard many people talk about, if not any people really talk about, but James Conner to the Arizona Cardinals. I know it's best-case scenario for James Conner because I knew he wasn't getting much, but Arizona Cardinals, that's not a pickup. That's that's just a roster filler. So I don't really know what to expect coming in, but I don't expect much. That's kind of my expectation. My bar's kind of set pretty low unless they just use him third down only, rarely touch the ball 10 times a game, just a go straight up the middle kind of guy. I don't want to say like a Jordan Howard, maybe. Maybe. I could see it. I don't know. What, I don't know what to expect with uh, Arizona. I think they're just going to roll Chase Edmonds. He's going to be uh, the sixty percent guy, and maybe James Conner the thirty percent guy, and mix in the third stringer for that uh, last percentage. So I don't expect much from James Conner, but I also don't expect too much from Chase Edmonds either. So I hope the Car- Arizona Cardinals do look for running back in the draft. But I'm not saying first round. And I'm probably not saying second round. Maybe second round if one of the top two guys do drop to the bottom. But, but as it looks like, Etn and Harris will be going in the top uh, top 40. So if they're looking for like a Javante Williams, Michael Carter, there's a lot of guys out there. They could even wait a little bit and get like Kylan Hill. There are some deep running backs in this draft that do have talent so the ones that go to a good team uh have a better chance of obviously succeeding so i hope the arizona cardinals do still kind of address the running back position their receiver position with aj green d hop uh, they did lose dan arnold so they do uh they do have some older talent there and like they used to have the burner on the outside he's kind of slipping my name at the moment so they do have talent on the outside they just need a good running back plus kyler murray i guess does touch get touches of the ball so really that percentage of Edmonds and connor does really take a big toll with kyler murray also running up the middle quite a bit so the last i guess news that i want to talk about is the browns dropping sheldon richardson picking and picking up jadavian Clowney, and pretty much replacing the salary for uh for those two players, Richardson is a defensive tackle and Jadavian Clowney is a, an end slash outside linebacker. I don't even know. He's not as productive. I think his numbers don't really reflect what he does on the field. I think he's a bigger threat on the field than what his numbers show, but his numbers don't show much. So how big of a threat is he? I know the Browns looked a couple years ago. They've been haunting. They've been doing the Jadavian Clowney hunt. For the last little while they've been trying to pick up Jadavian Clowney and no one else wants to touch him with a ten foot pole, so I don't understand why the Browns are kind of were jumping the gun pretty hard, but a one year deal is exactly what they would want if they're if they were going to sign him. So they do lose Sheldon Richardson, which isn't like it's a bad loss. Like it is a sting. It stings a little bit in the grand scheme of things, but I think I don't know if it was worth it, but this Browns team is really saying that they're going all in, and they kind of sound like they want to give Jadavian Clowney a shot to get a contract on the team. So that is a scary, slippery slope with the Cleveland Browns, and I kind of hope it stays the best course, but I do want them to win. I am kind of a secret uh, under-the-table Browns fan. We'll see how that goes. So to our mock draft 3.0. I think it's quite a bit different than some other people's. I don't understand why some players are getting where they are, but I'm not honestly a college expert. I'm a position expert, and I like I look at all these teams and what they do in their history and what they like to do, what kind of coaches are on that staff. Like, like for example, the Vikings are going to go defense. Their are a defensive struggle. They're a defensive team. Defensive coach, he likes to be great on defense, and they haven't been the best on defense. I'm going to... Bank it that the Vikings drafted a defensive player. Things like that. So, first overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't want to talk into this too much, but they're drafting Trevor Lawrence. He's uh, it's an obvious pick. He's a great player. And the Jets really f that one up and uh, got the number two pick for Zach Wilson. Which... If I was the number two pick, it wouldn't be Zach Wilson. But they like the Flash, they like the the Sparks. They're the New York Jets. I wouldn't I wouldn't draft Mac Wilson. Or uh sorry, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I wouldn't draft Zach Wilson in fantasy. I wouldn't draft him in a rookie draft even in the third round. So I think uh his career's just gonna be this replica of Sam Darnold. I know they have a better GM but the cycle continues and history repeats itself. So I hope he can do something with it because it's way better when the Jets are interesting. But the cycle continues. That's tough. And the number three pick. This has been the most controversial one, I guess, since uh, since it's happened. With the 49ers trading up. And this is where mine's different. I think they're actually going to select Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Several reasons why. First off, the 49ers don't leak anything. They haven't forever. They're known for being the silent team. You've probably heard it on radios before, but it's actually very true. Nothing gets released. And all of a sudden, secondly, when all of a sudden it was just Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, all in one day and all these really, really, really top guys are all saying it. Don't you think the 49ers... This is just allegedly pay Schrager to give out a fake story and set the narrative themselves just by just paying for it. It makes the most logical sense. It's a reach. You can't just speculate that, but I am. It makes total sense. So Schrager's not pissed that he got a fake story. He knows exactly what's going on. He just has to play it off. He just has to think that he believed what they told him in the text or in the scenario. And that they like Mac Jones. And I don't think Mac Jones is even going to go in the top 15. I don't see him like that. He has played as much as Trey Lance, which is nine college or nine something like that. Alabama quarterbacks haven't worked, and I don't think Mac Jones is going to either. So I think they're going to select Trey Lance, and the world's going to blow up at that exact moment. There's going to be tons of views. I think it's going to be a hit. It's going to kind of be funny just to think about it happening before it happens, and when it does, it's going to be exciting. And the second that they pick Trey Lance number four pick bidding war begins the falcons already said that they want to trade back everyone wants justin fields and there's absolutely zero reason why they shouldn't be it's justin fields he's been compared to trevor lawrence all through college all through the game in that season it's all about Him and Trevor Lawrence, him and Trevor Lawrence, and Ray. when the season ends, it's Justin Fields' stock is dropping. So I can see him actually still getting drafted to the 49ers. There there is a chance of that. But I think the bidding war is going to start. The Falcons have said that they want to trade back. And I think there's going to be actually several teams that are going to be trying to go up there. I think the Eagles are going to actually try to be going up there. The Lions might try to go up there. The Broncos are going to be going up there. The Patriots will probably be given a call. I assume the Raiders will probably speculate on something. See what it's like. I don't know if the Dolphins are going to move up, but there's a lot of teams twenty on after, like the Bears, Titans, Steelers. They're uh, they're not getting a five unless they literally give them the house. So. I think one team's going to move up. The Panthers are probably going to even look into it, obviously. I also forgot the Panthers. And I think the team that's going to trade up, which is really tough because the Panthers are in the same division as the Falcons, so we know that they're not going to make a deal for them. We know the Panthers are not; they cannot get up to four because the Falcons are not going to trade them four-pick and let them get their quarterback. I think it's going to be the Denver Broncos. They have been aggressive. They need to be aggressive. It's getting to the end where they don't want Drew Locke as their franchise guy. I think the Denver Broncos are going to go up for it. I think that they're going to spend a coin, but it's worth it when you have Justin Fields as your quarterback and you have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Noel Fant. They have great players. I think the Broncos are going up there. They're picking Justin Fields, number four. Falcons are going to move back to pick number nine. Everyone know, Everyone's going to just anticipate the trade. They're not going to anticipate the player. I don't see the Falcons drafting uh, Kyle Pitts over it. I could see uh, even if the Falcons want to move to like five or six and still get Kyle Pitts. But whoever moves up, taking Justin Fields, and I think it's going to be the Broncos. So the fifth pick overall, the Bengals, have been talking about Jamar Chase. But they need an offensive lineman. Everyone's been saying it at the start. All the, uh, all the professional analysts have all said, none of them talked about receiver during the season. It's going to be an offensive lineman. They can't be that naive to the position and to everyone else. So they are going to s- select Pene Sewell, tackle. And the Dolphins are now on the clock. And this is exactly what they wanted. This is a scenario that I'm assuming they anticipated. Quarterback first four, and offensive lineman on fifth. So the Dolphins get a pick at the litter. Rashawn Slater does work because he can play right tackle and two is left-handed. So they value Rashawn Slater better than other teams, I'm assuming. And he is a good offensive lineman, so I think they're not scared to grab him. But because Tua needs to succeed... I think the Dolphins are going to select Kyle Pitts. They do have Gusecki, Parker, Will Fuller. They do have players around, but you can't you can't rely on Will Fuller. You can't rely on Devonte Parker. You can't rely on Jakim Grant. You can't rely on Preston Williams. They've all been injury ridden. They need to get a playmaker, and what better to get playmaker to get Kyle Pitts on the inside for Tua on an average offensive line, and they know it. Kyle Pitts makes the most sense pick here. They can get an offensive lineman down at 18 when they actually do make their pick, which, flash forward in my mock draft, they don't take an offensive lineman because it's the Dolphins, but they are going to select Kyle Pitts, number six overall, tight end one, and one by far. So after that, that's going to be a little shock to the world. I know they're saying tight end. If if the Falcons don't trade out a pick four, Kyle Pitts will go to pick four. But he will drop to six for the Dolphins, and that's a absolute snag for the Dolphins. Number seven overall, the Lions. I'm probably the lowest Lions fan on this planet. Sorry to all the Lions fans. Sorry to Detroit, but it is what it is. I just don't like them on the field. I've never been, so I'd probably like if I go there, but... On the field, they stink. And they're going to ruin another career that absolutely sucks. Lions take Jamar Chase. Wide receiver one. It's the seventh overall pick. And they want to beat Kenny Galladay 2.0, but it's just going to ruin his career. Jared Goff can barely even throw the ball, so RIP. Number eight overall, the Panthers. Rashawn Slater is going to drop right to them. On their lap, like a bread basket, right when you walk into a store. So, Sean Slater, offensive tackle. Panthers are going to take number eight, and that's a perfect pick for them. Number nine, this is the Broncos that moved back with, now it's the Falcons. They need defensive help. They're going to take the first defensive player off the board. That's Micah Parsons, linebacker. Linebacker one. To the Atlanta Falcons, which is the best case scenario for the Atlanta Falcons. Number ten, I have no more trades going out down to the bottom because now I'm just it's complete. I'm throwing a dart at a dartboard and just hoping for the best. In the dark. I'm throwing a dart at the dartboard in the dark. Like I'm literally it's a shot fighter. I have a knife in the dark. I'm just taking swings. So I'm not gonna trade any more trades out. This is just all speculate. But that's, that's the most obvious choice for the Falcons. That's why they need to move out to the number four pick for the quarterback. Quarterback, 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 quarterback. That's how it's going to go in this draft. So the Cowboys are on the clock. This is perfect for the Cowboys. Patrick Sertain the second. Perfect for the Cowboys. Which I hate to say, but it's perfect for the Cowboys. Number 11, the Giants. They do said they want to move down. They uh, they have talked about that. But they have also talked about that they like Devontae Smith. And I do see them wanting to take another receiver. I'm not sure what they're going to do with their tight end position. I can see them addressing it later. I don't know what the hell Evan Ingram... I can't understand that situation at all. I have him in, fa- in a dynasty league. He's been my tight end for the last several years. And I just... I don't make I can't understand it. He's constantly rotating in and out. So the Giants at number eleven are gonna take Devontae Smith, wide receiver Alabama, and now the Eagles are on the clock for trading back. The Eagles could have had Kyle Pitts, and now they're gonna select Christian Daresaw, offensive tackle at number twelve. They love taking offensive linemen. They love taking defense linemen, but that's, I'm not, I, can't, I never complain about them taking a guy in the trenches because they've been successful in the trenches over the last five years. So I'm going to trust that one as an Eagles guy. Number 13, the Chargers, JC Horn, quarter, cornerback. He has been flying up draft boards. I haven't, I don't know much about JC Horn, but I think he's going to go in the top 15. He's a cornerback. They're valuable when they're great. And I think he's a great cornerback. It's it's in the blood. The routines in the blood. So I think uh I think he could be successful in the NFL for sure. And uh the Chargers are a great pick. 14, the Vikings. Again, like I said, they always take defensive players and they will here today or on the 29th. Gregory Rosuo defensive end he'll be the first defensive end off the board which is kind of surprising at pick 14 or even not even in the pick top 10 picks there's no defensive ends and at 15th overall the court the patriots are going to select the quarterback of the future dropped right to their lap which i don't think he's going to be successful but mac jones quarterback alabama i'm not a mac jones guy i've not never been high on mac jones but it is what it is. And sixteenth overall, the Arizona Cardinals. Quiddy Pay, defensive end, the second defensive end off the board. I think uh he's talented as all hell. I think Jalen Phillips, the next defensive end is could be like the most raw talent with the highest ceiling, but I think they're gonna select Quiddy Pay here at number sixteenth overall. Jalen uh Jalen Phillips could come up here. He could be drafted around around at this time, but uh Pay, 16th overall. 17th overall, the Las Vegas Raiders. They select Elijah Vera Tucker, guard slash tackle. Great pickup for the Raiders, exactly what they need. They lost some uh, offensive line help and depth in the offseason, so they pick up their guard and tackle of the future in Elijah Vera Tucker. And the Dolphins, cornerback Caleb Farley at 18th overall. They need, they need the defensive help on the back end. Their uh, their front is pretty damn good. But I think they're going to take Caleb Farley, cornerback, pairing with some of the studs in the backfield, and that'll be a great defense for uh, Tua to play from, So to play off of. So I think uh, that'll be a really good pickup for them. And at pick 19, the Washington football team, the Washington football club, whatever you want to call them, Greg Newsome the second, the fourth cornerback off the board. I think he's going to come up a little bit higher in the first round than anticipated. I uh, I think they're going to go Greg Newsome. So twentieth overall, the Bears. This is where Jalen Waddle drops right into their laps. Twentieth overall, I think. Uh, I don't know. There's so many. There's so many good college players coming out this year that uh, you never know where Jaden Waddle could go. Jaden Waddle could go in the top ten. Jalen Waddle could go in the top eight. But now he's in, it is a mock draft for a reason. So Jalen Waddle drops the number 20 to the the Chicago Bears. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, three. Number 21, the Colts. This is where they get the best pass rusher potentially in the draft. And Jalen Phillips drops the 21. That's a drop to 21. So Colts pick up Jalen Phillips, one of the best pass rushers, defensive end three in the draft. But I think he could be a stud. Pick 22, the Tennessee Titans. They're gonna, their defense has struggled for the last several years. Their defense has really struggled. They uh, they are good on the offense. Ryan Tannehill can manage the game quite well. So they're going to go Jeremiah Owuso-Koromora, linebacker. Another really, really, really good prospect that a lot of uh, analysts are high on. And I think... Uh, the Titans would fit really well with him. So Jeremiah ouso Kamara Mora, great pickup. And at twenty third overall, the New York Jets. The New York Jets already took Zach Wilson, and now they're gonna get some help for him. Get your quarterback. Get some help. So Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle, are gonna go to the Jets. They could potentially take ETN here. That's what some people have said. They could take ETN at uh, thirty. What would it be? Thirty four. But they're going to take offensive linemen here. they go quarterback, offensive linemen, and probably ETN, which will probably ruin ETN's uh, fantasy value. But right here, Jalen Mayfield, New York Jets, pick 23. Pick 24 for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This goes right back to Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle number 5. They have got really thin on the offensive tackle. Again, they are speculating for a running back, but... They'll be running backs in the second round they could take. So, Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, five. Maybe Anthony McFarland can step up for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see. Pick 24, sorry, for the Steelers. Pick 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Traded in some trade. Ronnie Perkins, defensive end, four. Ronnie Perkins, great pass rusher. Jags can fill up on pass rush a bit after losing to Gawkway and Campbell. And there's one more in there that I think that they lost as a good, good player. But i will go back to the defensive end. And uh, pick number 26, the Cleveland Browns. Again, pretty high on the Cleveland Browns. They're going to go Jamin Davis, linebacker. After replacing Joe Shobert to the Jaguars, they'll we'll get another linebacker for that defense, Jamin Davis. Pick 27, the Baltimore Ravens. They are pretty old. They are uh, one or two injuries away from falling apart. But they're going to draft Elijah Moore, wide receiver. Or it's going to be Rashad Bateman, wide receiver. Keep hearing about Kadarius Toney. He could get drafted up there. But I have Elijah Moore, wide receiver. That could go Rashad Bateman. That's another really intriguing pick for the Ravens. For the Saints... Zayvon Collins, defensive end. After losing uh, Hendrickson to the Jets. I think the Jets. One of the teams. One of the struggling teams. Zayvon Collins to the Saints. 29 at the Bills. This is where fantasy guys should start uh, raising their eyebrows and licking their lips. Pick 29, the Buffalo Bills. Goes to Najee Harris. RB1. He's uh, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, and Javante Williams, I think, are bunched up and hit and miss wherever, what team they go to, I think. It will really depend on their fantasy value. So Najee Harris goes to the Buffalo Bills. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. And pick number 30, the Green Bay Packers. They will get a steal in this draft in Rashad Bateman, wide receiver. Great combine, great pro day, and great tape. This guy's a worker. We uh, have on record TJ Hushmanzada. <laughs> Can't even say his last name very well. TJ Hushmanzou talking about how great Rashad Bateman is off camera, how he gets his in the lab, so that could be a massive pickup for the Green Bay Packers. And 31, the Chiefs. Possibly one of the most deeper... Deeper and talented teams, Landon Dickerson, center, get uh, some offensive lineman help, and number 32, the Buccaneers, Nick Bolden, linebacker, this is a, I think they're just filling up roster space, for guys that get injured, like their team is fully stacked, like they have two of everything, like they got Noah's Ark, so. I think you're just going to take a linebacker if one gets hurt because it's a valuable position. So that's my mock draft 3.0. It's nine days out to the, to the draft. I am excited to say the least. We'll see how it goes. Anything can happen. But I'm quite confident in my top ten. I am very intrigued with number seven with the Lions. What fantasy value that they're going to ruin there. And I'm also intrigued where Kyle Pitts goes because he's relatively going to succeed anywhere with a good quarterback or with a competent quarterback. And one, two, three, and four are the most the least anticipated trips uh, picks, but the most important picks: Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, and the bidding war whoever moves up for Justin Fields. I don't know if the Bengals will trade five. They'll get calls, they'll get phone calls on five, but I don't think they'll move five. And I know the Dolphins will probably pass on Justin Fields. Who knows? Maybe the Dolphins could pick Justin Fields. That would be kind of hilarious. The the Lions, they're already swallowed up with Jared Goff. Who knows? They could pick Justin Fields. They did lose Matt Stafford. That is a possibility, but it's the Lions. I don't really know what to trust. The Panthers. They said they would take a quarterback if it's on their – It it is on the table. But I just don't see Justin Fields dropping out the top 10. He's, I think he's quarterback two in this draft. I think Trey Lance is a very slight third. But both of them, the ceiling is so high that uh, they're worth pick one, two, three, or four. And nothing less of that. The Cowboys won't draft a quarterback, so then it just drops Panthers, Broncos. Broncos would take any quarterback, really. That's not named Mac Jones. If they go there, that's obvious. They want to move up for sure. And the Patriots taking Mac Jones. I just don't don't trust the Patriots drafting abilities. I've seen uh, what happens when coaches do drafts. They uh, fall in love with players. So I'm really out on the Patriots. I have no idea what they're going to do. I really like their team this year, but I really don't know what direction they're going to go to. So I'm going to stay away as much as possible. This could be a really, 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 really good draft. Especially with so many quarterbacks going off the board. But I just think the second the 49ers take Trey Lance, the only one that had his pro day since, the 49ers don't let anything leak. And it's the most quiet story, which that's what they're special for, quiet stories. So I think it's going Trey Lance. I want to, I want to bet it, but it's not a bettable thing at the moment. I've been looking at it ever since it started. I thought it's going Trey Lance 1, Justin Fields 2, but originally I was thinking Justin Fields 1, Trey Lance 2. But Trey Lance, the 49ers, Jimmy G plays for a year, Trey Lance comes in. But in the real time, Trey Lance will be get thrown into the fire week 12. But I, th- I can think the 49ers can be successful this year for sure. The 49ers are a possible division winner against the Rams there. I think it's the Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, and some shit team. And I think it's going to be the Cardinals. Sorry about the Cardinals. They're not going to win the division. It's going to be the 49ers of the Rams race, and I think it's going to be a close one. I really do. It matters. I think it all goes on Jimmy G if they win the division or not. Jimmy G wants to play. They will if he doesn't. He's getting shipped, and Trey Lance is getting thrown into the wolves. So Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance. Oh, my Lord. That run run. offensive scheme that both benefit each other that is freakish so i'm really looking forward to who the 49ers get i think it's going to be a draft for the ages some people there some people with cameras set up at their houses i think it's be a cool show i think uh, it would be fun to be there but covid i'm from canada so covid that's a little different story i think it's going to be great i think i i'm so anticipated i might go on a three-day bender thursday friday saturday and just uh recover sunday go to work monday we'll see that's everything this is the national football locks follow my pages to keep updated i will post fantasy once the fantasy season comes a little bit closer stay tuned for that thank you for listening